Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 173 of the Pika Smiley Podcast. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emelson, and joining me, we have my co-host, Anomaly. Hello. And uh, we're having some slight technical issues today, so this is not getting streamed. Uh, this is just a local recording uh, because, I don't know, my ISP hates me. Um, <laughs> as it hopefully, does. Ho- hopefully, that... Uh, that dissipates because that would that would suck um but yeah so today we got a lot more to talk about for 10.2 raid testing started uh i did all the raid testing i don't know if you did any unfortunately no i it's funny raid testing in the afternoons is always rough because thursdays and well number one friday afternoons tough it's a weekend here but then thursdays i have like work calls until yeah. five o'clock eastern so it's like right in the middle of yeah yeah if it was monday and tuesday i could probably make it but yeah end of the week just sucks uh, and then uh, we have more class tuning. They renamed the, the Windwalker set bonus to uh, Will. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. And then, you know, talk more about uh, Mythic Plus stuff that's coming in the patch and other, other you know, catalysts and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get into all of that, how was your uh, raid this week? Uh, amazing. We actually finished before our break. So we take, we oh raid gosh. for four hours typically on like Tuesday, Thursday. And so we take a break right around 10 and 10 p.m. And we were done. I think we killed Magmarax at like 10.05. Nice. So like basically on the the last poll before break, we killed we killed Magmarax. So yeah, no, it was um it was a great um it was a great night. It's funny, one of we killed Sarkareth like I think after like two pulls. Um nice. which was awesome. We had a, a priest literally, we had an early pull. So someone pulled early. I think like Shroud yeah. ran out um earlier Classic. than our timer and then a priest died because like they were in the middle of their ramp or something uh and didn't take the portal uh over and still killed it like it was literally our only nice. death and we four so this is how crazy if people don't die we four healed it and killed it before like that second mass dispel you do of the, dis- yeah. the like the things in p3 so like yeah we just absolutely crushed the boss if, like no one dies you know after p1 like it's honestly a a free kill yeah. so yeah uh, but no it had a great week got one we got a new rash ox which was good uh, i actually got it surprisingly nice. so i am down to literally nerfed yeah well to be fair even with the nerf it's still a top really good three trinket yeah i mean it's yeah. I, it, it, okay. I don't know we don't know about the final tuning in um in 10 two trinkets right but even with the nerf like if the nerf went live today you'd still equip it um it's still the best one of the i think it's still the best trinket uh for miss weaver at least even with the nerf so um but okay. no yeah so we um okay. got a got a rash which is just good for me um so i'm down to only need a neltharian's trinket and then uh is it does nelth drop the leather gloves whoever drops the 450 gloves i need a pair of those i think it's um, i think it's sark sark yeah it might be sark that's, anyway, that's the only piece i need as well and i mean yeah. technically i could use the neltharian or, or neltharian ring the high crit uh, low haste ring yeah just for eye level basically yeah. um i don't think it's actually better than a 447 with better stats but it's 450 so if i want to max out that eye level number that i do true. need that one too that is actually, true i may have gotten it this week because nobody wanted <laughs> anyway but yeah no we, yeah raid raid went well how was yours sorry <laughs> uh we uh we almost one night cleared we it, oh, like nice. it's one of those things now Therian took us hour Sargrath took us an hour. Everything else, like we pulled Magmarax with ten minutes left in raid, oh. and got to the end, 
wiped at uh, 15%. Mm -hmm. And then just like the next poll was like technically before raid ended and we got a minute in and somebody just didn't soak. Uh, and then gotcha. we just like, I, we're either going to not come back Sunday because it's just Memorex or we're going to go back. And we ended up deciding to go back because there's a bunch of rerolls that we get an extra vault slot from it. And so we want to let them gotcha. get that extra vault slot. Um, so, but yeah, we did, uh, we've been like systematically dropping healers on everything. Okay. Um, so like to give you a, a sense of what I mean by that, um, we've, the most healers we run on anything is three. Okay. Uh, we two heal amalgamation chamber and one heal assault of the Zakali. Yeah. That's what we do that also. Yeah. And, um, like the big thing for us this week is we Scarn was the last boss that we hadn't done that on. Mm -hmm. We switched from three tank, four heal to two tank, three heal and uh, shaved over a minute off of our kill time. Nice. Nice. That, fi that fight is so free. If you just have the, just have this single target boss DPS to yeah. just kill it. <laughs> to delete it. Yeah. Like you yeah, just we... kill it before the traps are an issue. That's fair. Uh, yeah, we should. I mean, I am so so. This is where like me personally and like the guild, I think, are a little bit at odds. Like I hate lowering healers. Like I'll lower ah. them to like a safe amount. Like four, I, we, I think we four heal every, but everything but the two you mentioned. Zakali, we one heal. Yeah. Um, and that is an experience. And then like amalgamation chamber, we two heal. But everything else is generally three or four. I think we might three heal a bunch of the other stuff. But once we hit like Zakarn, Magmarax, Nelth, and Sark, it's all four heals. Yeah, and it's honestly just because, like, for me, like, it's fun to parse as a healer, but it's also unfun to wipe and like relearn cooldowns and stuff like that. Yeah. Where like we generally, we've been lucky, we've been lucky enough that once we hit farm, we generally have a locked set of healer. Like our healer roster doesn't change much, and yeah. so it's literally like you do the same thing every week. So it's we're we're shuffling really stuff consistent. constantly. And it's actually I told our healers this week we're we're done shuffling stuff for the rest of the tier, yeah. um, except for like cases where like you haven't gotten the boss kill yet or for people re-rolling yeah we're gonna because we're gonna have to like our uh holy paladin is looking at re-rolling to uh mistweaver our uh one of our wrestler druids is looking at re-rolling either to priest or to uh holy paladin depending on what our holy paladin does yeah. um and so there's just some some things like that we need to get them in on like hard bosses that are going to pressure them it's no good to just practice on Kazara and Amalgamation Chamber. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When there's no healing, so. Um, no, but yeah. I'm oh, sorry. But yeah, like Sarkarath, I think, actually does get easier to kill if you make it through phase one with three healers, because you just, we don't even do the second ascension. Like the boss oh, okay. dies. Yeah. Um, we almost three shot Sarkarath this week and it just came down to somebody messing up a bomb right yeah it's actually like last week we were wiping a bunch to phase one and we cleaned all of that up we barely wiped to phase one this week mm -hmm. um all of our phase one wipes total like five minutes of time yeah right yeah uh and then we just like wiped in phase three over and over again because of people messing up bombs and there's no amount of extra healing is going to make up for people messing up bombs. No, no, no. Agreed. Yeah. Did yeah, you that's... know that every tick of the bomb when it explodes applies oblivion? Because I, I did, did not. not know that. I did not know that. So even if you manage to heal through it, everybody goes like plus five stacks of oblivion. And if they yeah. weren't already going downstairs, they would be going downstairs. Yeah. 
Oh, maybe I did know that because like when we wipe to that, we have uh yeah, we have random holes everywhere and people sort of freak out. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's no, that's why. that's that's interesting. Yeah, I mean I I don't maybe we'll start to lower lower the number of healers. It's just for for me, I just hate doing that. And generally if that happens, I end up just I'll just sit because it's like I don't want to deal with relearning <laughs> just lazy um yeah but cool I, I yeah think, no, it's awesome oh, sorry i think our, our farms would be generally cleaner if we shif- shuffled pe- people around a lot less we change people around a lot our comps are very different from week to week yeah no we we are fairly dps wise they can be different but healing wise it's almost always the same four uh same four classes like we we might swap out we have one person who loves alt so like he'll bring in like a druid or you know mains a priest or a preservation evoker right so like yeah they'll swap around but it's only ever one and like typically it's not on like a rashok right he'll play his priest on rashok just because yeah it's just more consistent so or on yeah a, and like right now we have two former dps on our healing roster so we do uh take advantage of the fact that they can just play dps mm-hmm. right like when we're yeah. three healing something it doesn't mean that they necessarily have to be out they can be in but as a dps so it makes you know the the vault jenga a little bit easier to manage no, that's fair but, uh, that's fair but yeah that's uh cool. that's raid this week uh before we start talking about mythic plus and, and raid testing stuff is there stuff that you wanted to go over uh from this past week yeah, there was a, there was basically two things I wanted to talk about before we got into the main topic. So first is the Secrets of Azeroth event um, has finished. So if you haven't been following along to this, it's basically started about two weeks ago. Blizzard released a clue in game uh, once a day, and you basically had to figure it out. Or you just waited for Wowhead or the Secrets Discord to tell you how to do it. Um, but if you went through all of it, you got some cool transmog stuff, and uh, I think you had a mount... Um, and a couple other things like an achievement. So it was a fun little secrets event. Um, it was cool that they sort of had to jump around. I'd say the only downside of the entire event was the fact that I, my inventory is full of stuff, like notes of like from the quests or whatever that I now have to get rid of, uh, manually. But, um, other than that, it was a fun event. They did that, um, which was an in-game quest thing. And then also as sort of like, um, an AR, not, not a true ARG, um, but like the idea of like an in like other sources of information. Uh, there was also other secrets that were strewn about the world to to sort of find and loot. And they'd like hide them in like social media posts of like a certain like area of the world. And if you went there and searched around, you found like a little dirt pile you could loot like some stuff up from. That's uh, from interesting. Event. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's 17 or 18 of those things you could do. Um, I did all those too. Um, so it's fine. It was nice little secrets stuff that came into the game. I've always enjoyed this stuff, but um. But yeah, event's over, so you can go to Wowhead. They have a huge guide on how to do all 14 days. You can do all 14 days, still get the same achievements and, and transmogs all that stuff. So, so the, the only thing you can't get is, I think, the feat of strength for the Mimiron's jump jets thing. They did exactly. extend that. Um, that This happened last week. Uh, it got discovered, and then it came out that it was going to be like you had 24 hours to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't all the time that you could do it i guess i don't know i don't fully understand i I did do it i yeah they extended it for another 36 hours and i went and did it yeah you said to power up something in valdraken so if you yeah basically were part of the power up event you got the feat of strength and once you powered it up you could get the final piece of or really it was to put the the three other pieces you you had looted the three days previously 
together to make the the mount yeah. from the rum's jump jump yeah. which you don't have to have done those previous three pieces you didn't need to go and do any of the other yeah. stuff so i didn't i just got the feet of strength and just like moved on nice you didn't have to do much actually with the uh with the event either you could um you could just kill like the final mob of each day and you got to loot the item so um so yeah yeah, no, that was a that was a fun little event they put in. Um, but yeah, if you if you like secrets, it's done. You can go check it out, do it all that fun stuff. It'll be cool. Um, and then the other thing I want to touch on was just really some quick hot fixes. So it's not, I don't think we're going to talk about this in the main topics, but they did do a couple of hot fixes within ten dot two um, to actually some of our set bonuses, which is really what I'm going to talk about. So for Windwalker, they have renamed the buff that is granted from Ebon Toes to Blackout Reinforcement. Um, a less fun name, but maybe I don't know. Evan Toes, maybe a little too, little too. We'll say like, uh, like on the nose, yeah. Um, yeah. But um, but no, blackout reinforcement. They renamed the buff. You get no functional changes. It seems like it's really just a renaming um, of that. Um, and they did, which I didn't put this in the notes because I couldn't particularly find this when I was doing this. But they did change the Missweaver two set and four set. Um, so you remember we talked about it a little bit last week where the misweaver two, two set, set is in the notes. Okay. Um, so yeah, the two set, they basically changed it. So previously it was anytime renewing mist is applied to a target, essentially, whether that's through a jump or a direct cast, um, you also applied chi harmony, which when we did the napkin math and, and not really napkin math, when they math it all out and did a bunch of the work to it, the two piece plus four piece is like a 30 ish percent healing increase. <laughs> um yeah which is which is an absolute a massive number for a tier set so what they ended up changing uh this week was the chi harmony the buff from the two piece is only applied on targets you are casting uh renewing mist on or the renewing mist is being applied through um rapid diffusion which is like rising sun kick or enveloping mist that, that do it like that so you get chi, chi harmony applied to targets and that it no longer applies when renewing mist jumps to a new target um okay. through like the that that functionality in it so um you'll have slightly less chi harmonies which is fine i'll say then they also did in conjunction with this change the four piece to um to store 20 percent of the healing done versus 15 percent of the healing done so you get a little bit of a boost to the explosion at the end of chi harmony now it'll be 20 percent of the healing you do gets sort of put into that buff uh, and then explode yeah. on all your renewing mist targets so with those two changes you generally it generally drops to i think they said uh, roughly about a 12 percent hps increase 12 to 14 that's which is more, more in reasonable. line yeah with what we expect there's still one thing that we are so there is a couple of bugs with it namely not every spell healing spell that we have feeds into the four piece chi harmony healing yeah um, so there is a, a large list of things that don't feed into it. We've sent to the developers. Hopefully we see that fixed. Um, we'll see um, like invigorating mist, which is the cleave healing from renewing mist is one thing that I think currently does not feed into it, which is interesting, but main target vivify heals do. So we're thinking it's just an issue with the way they've set up the spells. Um, but yeah, so changes already we're seeing in the, in the, um, in the power, at least of the Mistweaver uh, two and four set, which to be fair, still very powerful, although I think a lot of people are not exactly excited with how it's working out. Cause it it yeah. It's some interesting gameplay to get the most out of it, which basically means you end up just spamming a single target after you put up G Harmony. Uh and hopefully during your spread. So it's yeah, it is what it is. Um, but we'll yeah. we'll see what any, you know, any other changes they make there. But um but yeah, some good 
some good updates there. And I don't think um, there was no uh, spell changes, I think, across the board for monks that I remember nope. seeing. So uh, Nothing for Brewmaster at all, which is, broadly speaking, fine. I think that I have, like, a few main wishes, and they're primarily all quality of life stuff, right? Like, I want Celestial Brew to be off the GCD, please. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Take it off the GCD. Uh, and, like, press the advantage would be nice if it didn't have this awkward like negative interaction with spinning crane kick it's such a trap where like spinning crane kick is like oh i don't have anything to push this gcd i can just like push spinning crane kick don't do it on single target don't do it on on light aoe also don't do it uh like only on very large AOE, aoe basically because you skip auto attacks and that makes your spinning your press the advantage talent worse yeah for pushing buttons and it's like part of the intention of the press the advantage talent i think is to make it so you don't have as many buttons to push but you like having a button where pushing it is negative dps yeah is it's... probably not ideal yeah no i agree it's not not the fun, not the not the the fun way. Particularly when it's it's maybe not fully understood by like the typical like rate like population of players, yeah, right? Like you wouldn't you wouldn't know it just from reading the spinning crane kick tooltip and the press the advantage tooltip that pushing spinning yeah. crane kick hurts your press the advantage. Mm -hmm. But yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, it's a little yeah, it kind of stinks. But no, I mean, I think we're we're seeing what we'll probably have a sectional. You know, on the podcast the next couple of weeks as they continue to sort of hotfix and change things um across the board. So um but cool. Maybe we maybe we'll start to get into some of the topics we have um for today, starting to recap the uh yeah, the, you want to jump into the, the Mythic Plus stuff so that we don't fall too far behind on that. Yeah, no, that's fair. So Mythic Plus, so with uh with the 10.2 PTR, they also released the season three dungeon pool. So I'm just going to read through this and, and sort of, you know, we can, we can talk about the one, maybe our highlights. So we've got, of course, whatever the new raid is. What is it called? Dawn of the, the Infinite. Dawn of the Infinite, sorry. Uh, so we have Dawn of the Infinite, two dungeons, of course, like an Omega dungeon, split it in half, front half, back half. Um, so we have Galacron's Fall as one, and then Morazan's Rise as the other. So Dawn of the Infinite is two of these eight dungeons. We then uh, bring back some BFA favorites in Atal Dazar and Waycrest Manor, um, which is interesting. Um, we then get Blackrook Hold and Darkheart Thicket. Um, I haven't thought about Blackrook Hold in years, um, but Darkheart Thicket. Oh, you didn't do you didn't do Legion Time Walking spam. I did not. No, no. Um, and then we we finish up with Everbloom, which I mean, I the only thing I remember about Everbloom is you we used to do some wild skips in there before they changed a lot of the geometry. Yeah, most of the geometry skips have been fixed, so yeah unfortunate yeah. and then finally throne of the tides which is not what i was expecting but that's a that's a throwback we'll say yeah of all the cataclysm dungeons why that one i don't know it's an it's an interesting one um i wonder if in mythic plus you have to clear the right guy the oh, one almost that, certainly the one that sits on your head because i haven't done that in years like yeah every uh, throne of the tides groups never goes that way um yeah uh i mean We'll see. We will see, I guess, if they actually yeah. require that one. It could just be that that wing is basically extra trash and you just, that boss is just not active. That's true. That's true. 
But yeah, we'll see. So I mean, it's a it's a wide ranging. They did they did something I didn't think they would do, which was I my thought process. At least two of these dungeons outside of Dawn of the Infinite, which I think we knew was going to be you know two yeah. of the two of the eight, right? I thought there'd be two um, dungeons from from Dragonflight in yeah. in the pool. Me too. Um, I thought there'd be four, and then they they'd sort of pick out four. But it seems like what they're doing is they're just hey, you get to do Mythic Plus dungeons in the current expansion for season one and season two, and then season three um and maybe you know if we see a season four um you know it's going to be dungeons from all over their older expansions which is cool i mean to be fair in bfa atal Dazar, i'm fine with waycrest manor absolutely hate it but yeah we could talk about the change to waycrest which is good <laughs> yeah so waycrest manor they changed it so all the doors are always open yeah. so you don't have the thing if you remember in bfa you would do the first like big pull at the start of of Waycrest Manor in the first room, you'd go up the stairs and you'd check if the door on the left was open. Right. And if it was, you were on the easy route. And if it wasn't, you were on the hard route. And I know that's different for like very high keys. People were like always going right if they could. Yeah. And one of the right doors was basically always open and they would do some wild pulls on that side. That's not the experience that most people had with that dungeon. Yeah. Right. Uh, for for most people, going left was the easy way, and that was like what you expected. And going right was like, oh no, what do we do? Because the left door was only closed like twenty or thirty percent of the time. Yeah. Um, so people just like planned on that one being open, and it all just fell apart if it wasn't. Um, uh, one thing I remember too, just just about the right door being open, was that people always tried to. Sk- I feel like people tried to skip more trash when the right door was open first. Yeah, and try so to it was skip like- that room with the hunters in it. Exactly. And it, it, like, I'd say in my pug groups, like, it was honestly like a, like a 60 40 success chance. So, like, most of the time we made it through, but those 40% times you didn't was like you were pulling that trash plus the trash in the hallway. Yeah. (laughs) Afterwards. And it just was like not a good situation. So, this place also sanguine nightmare. I do. I, I, the visibility, like, cause you're in hallways the entire time. It's very, Visibility, like, well, not visibility, maybe oh, what I'm saying is like cameras, like the camera work is, yeah. is really rough. So yeah. well, with all the doors open, I think, you know, there'll be a route that people sort of take, which, you know, is fun. I mean, the the dungeon itself is a really cool, like, environment, I'll say. It's just an old yeah. mansion. And you know, there's like secret, not secret doors, but there's like you know, different doors in the basement. There's multiple ways to get at certain bosses, like multiple sort of routes you could take. So yeah. um, it's a cool layout for an environment. It's just like, the wow camera was not meant to be in a defined like, tight hallway. Space. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I like Waycrest on the whole. So like, I'm, I'm perfectly happy to see it come back. Uh, a lot of the issues that we had with Waycrest were issues shared with Toldegore as well, like pulling through walls and stuff. Yeah. Um, a good number of those were actually related to Azerite. That was mm-hmm. always just jank as hell. Um, some of them were things like rogues uh, had a number of spells they could pull through walls mm-hmm. um, and uh, also rushing jade wind which is a fun one if you hug too close to a couple of the walls you can pull things through them um, but on the whole I think it'll be a, a fun thing um, and it may just be a dungeon like if the rushing jade wind stuff still happens either I don't remember how severe it was if it was just like this one spot next to the pig boss or if it was actually endemic and I just got used to it. Uh, yeah, I think I think the Walpole stuff was really, it was that area that was really bad. And then um, getting into the basement sometimes was was rough. Mm-hmm. Um, for like, 
either pulling through walls or like making inadvertent pulls of like things you didn't really need. So, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, it's um, um, it's cool to have back. And then I think the the other one, Atal Dazar, other BFA dungeon. Again, if you if you didn't play during this time, that was that was if you're doing high keys, that was the snap dungeon. It's really where snapping yes. became a big thing, where you could essentially, if you're not familiar with snapping, basically what ends up happening is you have your tank stand in a area that's not easily. Oh, I know, wish I'd be uh, angry path, to Yeah, pathing wise to um to to where the tank is standing you basically misdirect the mobs to the tank and instead of them slowly moving to the tank they all snap directly on top of the tank all grouped up nice and close which are like aoe stuns are easy to do like you just aoe everything down so like basically atal dazar became the snap dungeon where like you would do snaps in specific points of the dungeon and pull like massive trash packs on top of it, on top of it yeah. and AOE it all down um so they fixed that basically um sort of <laughs> So they fixed it in a way where, like, as long as your tank is the only one, um, uh, only one uh, aggroing the mobs, they will still they will still snap. Um, but um, but if anyone else has aggro before the snap occurs or is in combat with the mobs, it, it it doesn't seem like it's working. So which means things like prayer of mending, rejuvenation, yeah. renewing yeah. mist, all break it. Exactly. You can so, light also in there. Although I don't think they. I think they play like the AOE beacon. In case. Yeah, beacon of virtue or whatever that puts it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. So I mean, it's um, it's a, a some minor changes they're doing. They also did do a change that I'm extremely happy for, which is they changed the trash before uh, Volcal. Which, if you don't remember this trash, there was this was the trash everyone skipped, and yeah, the you, reason you, you skipped trash. it. You always skip this trash. Even if it was a death skip, you would let like your tank run off and die and, and then you'd, you'd res them, right? But the reason it was so bad is because they had these reanimated honor guards, which were just awful to deal with. Like just, yeah. just unfun mobs, tons of AoE damage on the group. Um, and so they basically, the reason you skipped it is one of those packs had two of those honor guards in it. They yeah. changed it. There's only a single one in, in every pack. So it's still, maybe it's still skip worthy trash. But the idea is you don't have to deal with two of those honor guards, yeah. just one. It's so. probably not worth doing a death skip anymore for that. No. But the other thing to remember is that BFA was like the era of the rogue skip. Yeah. Right? Like, and they Shroud, had an affix that was just a rogue skip. Right. At the end <laughs> of the expansion, they just said, all right, fine, we give up. You can all have your rogue skips. Mm -hmm. um, That's me. And yeah. Yeah. Ataltazar uh, is going to be an interesting one to have come back. I had missed the honor guard change. That's a really good change. Um, we'll see. Yeah, though. yeah. We'll see if they do some other like. I'm like, unfortunately, like other than Ataldazar and Waycrest, every other dungeon on this list, like the old, the older ones, I don't really remember. Like Everbloom, I remember the geometry skips, but I don't remember yeah. the actual mob. So I don't. Yeah. No, if there's other goals are bad. I have a lot of strong memories of Throw of the Tides, and they are not great so <laughs> that's i mean well i think throwing the tides was the trash going to the second and third boss that would put the poison puddles on the ground yes i remember that being extremely like annoying as a healer because if you stood in that for any more than one tick you essentially died like if you took two yeah. ticks you, you were, were low enough that like incidental yeah. damage came in yeah um and uh, even that 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 second boss that like after you kill the the naga and you come back out and you have to do the faceless one that faceless one was fairly difficult at the time i want to remember just a lot yeah. of like single target damage so and then the um the final boss is just slow 
right? Like well, because it's like the ad phase, phase in the beginning. One. Yeah. Yeah. And then you do the big phase. And there's nothing that really happens in the big phase. You just DPS the boss. Yeah. I don't remember if it had any mechanics. I just know you get really big. And I remember people at the time having some targeting issues because, yeah. like, the boss is like stuck outside. to the wall. Yeah. Like yeah. outside the wall or whatever. So, um, um, yeah. Throwing the ties will be interesting. The gauntlet will be fun to get through. I wouldn't um, call it fun. It's, it's gauntlet. Um, Everybody loves a good gauntlet. The the Legion dungeons though, uh, Blackheart Cold and Darkheart Ticket are both dungeons that had a lot of issues with one shots. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, the second boss of Blackheart Cold, the Demon Hunter boss, um, that the ticks from the fire would basically one shot you, especially in combination with the damage done by the boss charging around. So the thing that developed is people would bait them in a certain way and move as soon as the boss started moving towards you yeah. and it's not a very big window to avoid the damage but you could you could avoid the damage from them hitting you and also the fire damage so it went from you know one shotting you to doing zero damage and if you could do that then you could do this boss on any key level basically gotcha um so that was a big issue. And then like the third boss was not that much of an issue. Brewmaster, third boss, actually quite a bit of fun. Uh, this is the big like, I don't know if it's like an ogre, whatever it is, boss. Um, you can dodge or could, I don't know if you still can, could dodge the charge, oh. which is this great chicken in, uh, what am I, cat and mouse game where like you would just like, I have eight stacks of the charge debuff. If I ever get hit, I'm dead. Just yeah, like yeah. <laughs> nothing saving me. I'm just dead. Uh, but if you keep dodging it, nobody takes any damage. Nice, nice. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember Black or Cold very well. Um, yeah, Darkheart Ticket's the final one, right? Darkheart Ticket, yeah, is the final boss. Just absolutely one shotting people, and they fixed that in large part during um, Legion time walking because mm-hmm. it was actually a problem at way lower key levels than the like black or cold one-shotting issues yeah um but that was the big one uh the stupid dragon boss is going to be a pug nightmare again because Mm -hmm. what pugs do is they get pushed back into the eggs spawn a bunch of dragonlings and then the dragonlings wipe you and what a good group does is pull zero of them and then the boss is trivial yeah exactly not trivial but like way like it's a completely different game uh yeah no it'll be it'll be fun to i mean i'm I'm glad they're bringing back all these older dungeons so it'll be fun to get back in there and, and mess around but i was not not expecting this the other thing too is wow had posted the times the timers for all these dungeons they're long they're long, they're long there's timers. four 39 minute timers um that's so both of the dawn of the infinites have 39 minute timers uh wakecrest manor and black or cold everbloom is 35 minutes which everybody remembers everbloom being really quick but that's because in wad you didn't do 99 percent of the dungeon yeah you skipped <laughs> you, it all you skipped it uh and then atalazar darkheart and throne of tides are all 30 minute dungeons throne of thought throne of tides is a 30 minute dungeon almost makes me feel like you don't do that one right boss like, yeah that's kind of like just... what i was thinking yeah because to get up back down and then like but then again it's not seems... a very big dungeon like if you think of uh temple of jade serpent right it's kind of the same layout 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, and that was not a long dungeon. No, no, you're. That's fair. I think the only difference between Temple and this is that when you backtracked in Temple, you weren't backtracking into trash and like in. Yeah, and you had to speed off from the water boss, right? Yeah. So like the cro- like crossing Jade Jade wasn't as bad. It's like with this one, you'll. Yeah. Yeah, and even getting back down from up top, if you take the teleporter, that still puts you at the start of the entrance, start of the instant. So it's like a yeah. you still have that secondary run. So yeah. yeah. Oh, that another another. There's two gauntlets in that dungeon. I forgot. There's oh, the yeah. opening one to the the first uh, I intersection. Out of my memory. Yeah, but no, it'll be fine. I mean, I'm I'm excited for these. I, to be fair, like I'm not typically excited about Mythic Plus, but like the nice part is it's and Waycrest hit like when I was doing BFA, I saw a bunch of buddies, like real life friends that were playing. And so like yeah. we did a ton of mythic plus. So like, yeah, those dungeons and I was actually tanking, which is always an interesting experience. Um, so like those dungeons had a lot of fun of like, just like memories and stuff like that. So it'd be cool to get back in it and, and maybe I'll, maybe I'll start pushing, maybe I'll push rating in season three. So I started to this season and then like the, the, uh, aug changes, like occupation coming in and suddenly the rating went from like 3100 to 3450 yeah and it's like i i can't (laughs) be asked to do that many additional keys yeah yeah um the only i guess maybe final mythic plus thing is they did release the great vault um like like level key level to loot conversion and so it looks like to get a mythic track item next season you'll have to do at least an 18 so this is a two, well, I guess, did they add Mythic Track to current season? It's 16 still? They did, yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's a two key uh, level increase um, to, to, get, uh, to get a Mythic Track item next season. So keep that in mind. You have to be doing 18s to get a Mythic Track item from your vault uh, moving forward. So um, um, that said, so your, your uh, Hero Track items can go up to what's going to be 483, which is halfway through the Mythic Track. So they're not like dead, dead. They're six eye levels lower, which is obviously you want, when you have the opportunity to take something that is six eye levels higher, you should take it. But it's a little bit smoother progression between Mm -hmm. these, right? Um, So we will see how it all pans out. But yeah, the uh, other thing is that end of Keystone drop caps out at 19. Uh, which yep. I believe is why they capped out it this season as well. That stopped mattering as much with the freeness of all of the aspect crests. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the early season, doing 19s, if you can, will save you crests because they come with an extra upgrade on them. The uh, hero track starts at key level 17, though. So that's like a key level lower than your actual, like, great vault target yeah which is a little awkward but you know i guess you get one or you get a couple 18s done and then you do like 17s and you upgrade them or you just jam 20s all week like a gamer that is that is also the plan that's also something you could do so which keep in mind like a lot of people did that this season we're going up an extra 13 eye level so there's going to be a little bit more of a curve yeah yeah but um, but yeah, all in all, I think Mythic Plus looks good. Dungeons look fun. I, I of all of them, I don't think there's any. I mean, yeah, I don't think there's any that I'm not excited for. Maybe Waycrest might be the only one, but um, but no, it's um, it'll be fun. Season season three coming in with all new dungeons. So 
Um, cool. So then I think the other thing that we wanted to talk about this week was they did start, I guess they did, they did start and also release the raid testing schedule. So there is the raid testing schedule for the next, like, I think it's like five or six weeks. Um, yeah. Uh, so what they're testing on each day, which includes a mixture of heroic, uh, normal mythic and raid finder, uh, notice will be missing from the PTR testing, which I think is going to trend we're seeing is Freyak. Fryak? Is that how you say that? Fryak. Fyrak. Fyrak. Fyrak not going to be tested, which is consistent with the last bosses, last boss or bosses of the previous raid tiers not being on PTR. So um, we kicked it off this week with a, some heroic testing. We got on Thursday, Gnarlroot and Igra. Igira? Igira the Cruel. Yeah. Igira the Cruel. Uh, and then Friday was Council of Dreams and Smolderon. So maybe I'll turn this over to you. How did how was raid testing this week? How did it go? Uh, raid testing was pretty good. The biggest issue was definitely lag. And it wasn't lag in like the sense of normal PTR lag. If you've ever done raid testing, you've run into just the fact that it isn't as smooth as a regular server. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, there's a couple of things. So there's a trinket that had was just like applying a buff to you multiple times a tick not a second a tick of the server and so a bunch of people were using that because it was one of the most powerful trinkets based on early data Mm -hmm. and uh that would absolutely lag out the server gotcha uh so they actually fairly unprecedented they did a server warning to say please take off this trinket it's killing the servers (laughs) Um, nice nice and then the other thing is bm hunter uh was causing lag uh specifically they recoded some stuff with their dire beasts i guess and in order to support like their tier set lets dire beasts kill command um Mm -hmm. so they needed some like internal changes to let that happen and that meant any dire beasts would like lag out the server gotcha gotcha um so we once we worked through all of that raid testing went fine like so the bosses tested this week, Gnarlroot and Igira are the first two bosses. Uh, they are actually like back to back in the instance physically. Like oh, you're, wow. you're in the Gnarlroot room. And then when you kill him, the gate opens and there's Igira just past the gate. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, I felt really silly running back to the teleporter, getting teleported. And going, wait, wait a minute. I'm in the I, same I made place. it 12 feet. I made it 12 yeah. feet forward for some reason. Yeah. Um, the bosses uh, so far, though, I think generally seem good. Uh, Naruto is seems like a fine first boss. Okay. Not super complicated. Does not have the messiness of um, Kazara in terms of like pugability, where people just not doing the right thing with lasers can just wipe the group. Right. Um, that's so not true. really an issue on heroic right now, but like week one heroic pugging, that was absolutely a thing uh and yeah. now if you try to do mythic bugging some of those mythic bugs will just not be able to do it because they'll run the lasers over the stuff on the floor and just like yeah oh, 600k damage to the raid <laughs> what can you do uh so it doesn't have that going on which is nice um generally it's like a kind of two-phase fight and it has a damage amp on it which i think people kind of like uh so you do this thing where you have a bunch of it's got big aoe there's a mm-hmm. bunch of like lashers that spawn you get to control when you spawn them. You can choose to not spawn them and then like all stack in a spirit link and not die when they all spawn at once. Um, okay. Which is what we actually did at the end of the testing is we had them all spawn at once. 
stood in darkness and barrier and AMZ. We didn't have a spirit link, so we didn't use that. Yeah. Uh, and just like had a boomkin and a deflection warlock, just AOE the crap out of them while everybody else did the intermission mechanic, which is to catch falling embers, uh, set yourself on fire, and then go light the tree on fire, run around lighting the tree on fire. And when the tree is fully on fire, uh, it becomes vulnerable and you get a double damage phase. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and, it, and then it all loops from there. So, like, the uh, fight seems fine. Seems like it's going to be a fun first boss. Uh, not super complicated, though. Uh, Agira is a little bit more complicated. Do you remember the uh, ball boss in Antorus? Uh, the ball boss in Antorus. Was that... So, basically, the, the conceit there was you would have three adds that spawned, and you would kill one of them on Heroic. And it would give the boss like an elemental power. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on Mythic, you'd have to kill two of them, and the boss would get. Uh, I don't remember if it was both of theirs or he would get the third one. I don't remember what it was, but um, that's kind of what's going on here. So you, it's actually in some ways very similar to Rashok in structure, where it's gotcha. all run on timers. Actually, a lot of these bosses are all run on timers. There's no spell queuing. Like, thank God, no spell queuing. Uh, but it's it's all run on timers, and um, when the boss hits 100 energy, uh, there are three puddles that spawn, and which puddle you soak gives the boss an ability. Uh, on Heroic, you can soak each puddle once, and after you run out, the next time she does the intermission, you just die. Um, but like one of the puddles gives her basically the Rashok leap where she leaps to somebody and then leaps back. But okay. it's always leaping to like the farthest target. So we were able to bait it. We had a, a hunter run out and mm -hmm. bait it out. And then because then the tanks were the farthest people away, she just jumped back into melee, which is kind of nice. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, there's a big healing absorb. That's one of the mechanics. Uh, and mm -hmm. that healing absorb... Um, you can do the thing. Do you remember on Prototype Pantheon that people were doing where you would like pixel stack? And yeah. then the waves that went out from you wouldn't hit anybody because you were all in between the waves already. You can do that. It spawns waves and you can just like all pixel stack and <laughs> heal it all off with AoE healing. Yeah. And none of the orbs hit you. And like the tanks probably have to play bullet hell because the, the boss has like the sludge fist style, like melee is the next closest target thing. And if yeah. you're pixel stacked with the raid, like somebody's just gonna die. Like yeah, you yeah, can probably yeah. technically pull it off, but somebody's gonna die. Yeah. Um so the tanks just dodge. Uh and honestly, you don't even need to dodge that much as a tank. You can just eat it. Uh and then the third one is like this meteor slam. That okay. You're supposed to group soak. The thing that happens is if you don't soak it, you get mm -hmm. a pretty heavy bleed. Um and can it, it goes be removed. I don't remember. I think okay. it's actually tagged as a bleed, so you could do that. Yeah. Uh, but you get two of them per phase that you have this active. Mm -hmm. uh, and they the timers work out so that if you get the bleed from the first one and don't soak the second one, you have two tick two stacks of the bleed. And that's ticking for like 250k a second mm -hmm. on heroic, right? Jesus. Okay. That's that's not really like doable yeah uh, and so that's the kind of thing where like maybe you could bubble or bop or or evoke or dispel those um the way we ended up doing it is we had uh everybody except priests and one of the tanks soak the first one 
So only the priests and the tank had the bleed. And the next one, the priests and the tank soaked. Okay. And so everybody except the priest had to bleed. Oh, the other thing is it stuns you when you soak it. So you need a way to clear the stun, which is where the priest came in because we used three master spells. The new cooldown on master spell being two minutes that's not reduced means yeah. that you can't do that on everyone unless you just have a lot of priests. Yeah. Um. So we did all master spells on one and then all single spells on the other. Gotcha. Interesting. Um, seems like a seems like a cool, yeah. Fight, and like both of those, like that's the first two fights, and honestly, yeah. like seems good, seems good. Okay. Uh, we get a council fight after that. I'm not going to talk about it a whole lot. It's like mixing mechanics from Ursok in uh, Emerald Nightmare with uh just a kind of grab bag of other pretty common mechanics. And okay. the kind of key thing is you're fighting. You've got a bear, a fey dragon, and a dryad. Oh, dope. Sounds love it. Sounds like the setup to a bad joke. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> each of them has a special. You use one of the other boss's abilities to break every special. Gotcha. So the okay. bear rages and you hit him. Oh, this is the big highlight of the boss, I guess, for a lot of people. You hit the boss with uh, the duck polymorph, which is this polymorph that the fey dragon does on players. Yeah. And when it expires, it polymorphs anybody that's in range into a duck. When the boss is, when the bear boss is in range, he's vulnerable to it, and that's how you cancel his rage: is you duck him. That's um, funny. <laughs> and it, it's just stuff like that. Like you make the bear charge through the dryad, and then when the fae does their thing, you have to stand in some of the the like vines that are spawned by the dryad to cancel the mind control. And it's like gotcha. not super complicated. Uh, the big thing actually that kind of annoys me is it's very annoying to get the bosses to stack. You basically can't get the Dryad and the Fey Dragon to stack, but you can put the oh. bear on one of the two. The bear does have double the health of the others, though. So oh, wow. it is it is pretty beefy. Um, yeah. And obviously intended to be like, this is the one you single target, and then the others you like either cleave or multi-dot. You know, your Shadow Priests, your Warlocks get to have a good time. Yeah, like slowly burn down. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And the last boss we tested with Smolderon. So Narut, Igira, and Council of Dreams are all like pretty early bosses. Narut, Igira, literally the first two. Council of Dreams is like maybe four or five. Okay. Uh Smolderon is like boss seven. So it's a very big jump. Yeah. Um and this one is one that I was initially concerned going in that we were gonna have some wild augmentation stuff going on. Uh yeah. because one of the like this is very much a, a like patchwork dps check kind of boss um and you have this damage amp phase but instead of it just being a damage amp there are like everybody gets a debuff the boss consumes that debuff to spawn orbs and you mm -hmm. pick up the orbs to get a damage buff and the way that this journal was written it looked like you could just have the same person catch them all and do like a thousand percent increased damage uh it's not how it works thankfully so there's not going to be any shenanigans with like giving all of the orbs to your on holy decay and then they push <laughs> army of the dead and delete the boss yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah. and instead everybody it's like sarkareth everybody's got your own souls everybody's got your own orbs to catch um if you don't catch them they de give the boss a damage buff which is probably okay. like it's a one percent one so it's not like literally just a wipe um but you really don't want to give the boss a damage buff yeah uh, yeah, yeah. 
but this again boss very strict timers there's like a nasty overlap that i think will be fine on mythic where you can just plan it out there's uh so one of the mechanics is everybody gets a kind of spread circle uh that does ticking damage so you don't want to stack with it and then when it expires it shoots out tornadoes and so you don't want to stack with it but that means that tornadoes are going all over the place it's the kind of thing that you can probably just control like it does depend on your facing so you can control it to some degree and figuring out the geometry for that will be part of doing it on mythic yeah but for heroic there's this overlap where lava geysers also happen at the same time which are just swirlies that leave permanent puddles and um so you have this thing where you have people just kind of yolo spreading with their dots <laughs> and then the puddles go everywhere and they're permanent and you can very easily like make the the fight like i don't know if it's undoable health values on ptr are always just a suggestion right, right yeah um i don't know if i haven't looked for kills of this i'm sure like it's pro if it was practical to kill i'm sure somebody did it but the uh the fear would be that like in a pug people just like not quite being good enough with the positioning of the fire tornado debuffs yeah putting lava geysers in places that they're just untenable to actually kill the boss like dramatically reducing your tps check kind of deal yeah um so that would be my concern with it um other than that like it's basically the the flow is you have a group soak um the people that get the the tornado dot don't soak everybody else soaks then you flip it everybody else gets the tornado dot everybody that didn't already soak soaks and you really okay. really want to soak because if you soak you get up to five orbs in the intermission that gives you double damage and double healing <laughs> nice so you really really want that yeah, yeah, um, yeah and then uh it just repeats like it's it's just that it's very much like a sludge fist like there's three mechanics and they hurt like hell and you gotta do it right or you will not kill the boss well, okay so that's that's gonna be basically our it sounds a, not exactly like a patchwork boss but like yeah, very, yeah it's like the yeah. the modern yeah. the the noya yeah. patchwork kind of deal where it's like it's sludge fist is a patchwork but it's not really patchwork patchwork yeah yeah yeah. like if you go and do wrath classic you do patchwork there are no mechanics exactly yeah, yeah. um it's more of like the there's not that many mechanics like one of the mechanics is figuring out where you can cheat on the mechanics in order to do more damage right exactly yeah exactly no, that's awesome that's all i mean it sounds like some some interesting at least interesting heroic bosses we'll see how they play out in mythic but yeah um, a number of these bosses do have the uh mythic changes listed in the dungeon journal but we don't have mythic testing for another like week and a half yeah. um it is september 28th is the first day of mythic testing and it starts like mythic testing starts with the four bosses that we did on heroic this week right yeah so, so I'm assuming are like the four that are furthest along in their development. Probably like, so. Yeah. And like all these bosses, like they could, I think, put all these bosses live today. And yeah. um, tuning aside, they would all be perfectly fine. Like um, they all seem fine. Like I didn't really have any issues with them. Um, nice. Yeah, there's there was no scar. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. That's what we like to say. So, yeah, we'll see, too, if they do any. Because that's the other thing is like sometimes they'll do like major reworks of a boss, but it sounds like none of these right. needed that. No sort scar, of... no council of blood, nothing like yeah. that. 
Uh, no Halandris. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Well, awesome. Well, one more thing on just the raid, because this is what I like to, what I like to talk about is in one of the interviews this week, um, it was actually the interview with MMORPG.com. Um, and it was uh, one of the lead UX designers and then one of the assistant uh, encounter designers uh, discussed um, rewards from the raid. Um, and one of the big things um, is that Mythic, I'm going to always, fry, Firak? It's fire. It's just fire. Like you do fire, fire and then you ack. Firak um, <laughs> uh, will be dropping a Mythic only mount, and it will be the first mount that has dragon riding as a non-dragon. So it's a fire owl is sort of the model that is that will be dropped. And um and yeah, it uh it drops from mythic fire act. So I'm super excited for this. I love this. It I looks like if you've seen the priest uh priest mount from, yeah, from the class mount from Legion. Yeah. Uh it's that model re-rigged for um for, for dragon riding. riding. Yeah. I'm trying yeah, so, to find a picture of it for the video, so, but yeah. It looks it looks really good. Um but yeah, I was under the MMO RPG uh interview. Um I think I put it in the notes, but um but yeah, so I'm excited about that. There's also I think some skins for existing dragon riding mounts from like heroic, Firak and and stuff like that. So, we're back into mythic only mounts and I am here for it and I love it. Um so um so cool. So then I think the next sort of keeping on the rating topics, I think this is key to rating, but it's also a gearing thing, is there was another interview uh, two weeks ago with Forbes. And in that interview, um, one of the senior game designers, uh, Mr. Patrick Scarborough, uh, mentioned that the Revival Catalyst, which we have all love to hate or hate to love, depends, uh, will be available from week one of this next season. So um, I think we briefly talked about this, but... Um, last week but just to go in a little bit more depth is that you will you know revival catalyst week one open so you'll at least have your one charge to use uh in week one which i think is cool um and they also um they also mentioned that you're going to get charges for your revival catalyst every two weeks instead of every week um so you'll get it earlier but you will overall get charges more slowly um and so we don't know exactly how this works whether it's you just get one week one three five etc on the odd weeks or like we talked about, I think, I don't know if we talked about on this podcast last week, but, or it may be like the, um, the crafted item where you get one week one and then you get the quest plus half a, you know, a half a piece starting also in week one. So in week two, you get your second full one and then it's, you know, every two weeks from there. So, um, we'll see how it it works. It sounds like just based on the interview feeling, this is like a one, three, five, like just odd numbers. That's my feeling too. You get a catalyst charge. So, um, um, yeah, I am curious. Yeah, we don't have any confirmation yet of either an Omni token. I, I think I mentioned this last week. No confirmation of an Omni token. No confirmation of a token from the like AOTC achievement. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see how that pans out. Because on the one hand, uh, this is nice, and on the other hand, if this also is on top of the guaranteed AOTC token, right? Then this is then it's guaranteed four piece week one for everybody, basically. If you're pushing, basically. Like you can guarantee two piece extremely easily. You get AOTC, you have your catalyst charge. That's just two piece for everybody. Yeah. And then from there you get like, uh, there's going to be six, assuming there's Omni tokens as well. You get, uh, six bosses that drop tokens, mm-hmm. five regular ones and one Omni token. And you get, uh, what is it? Two tier items 
or it's like one tier item per 10 players from those. Yep. So it's not quite four piece for everybody, but you can get four piece for everybody where it's like a huge upgrade. And most yeah. of the people where it's like a good upgrade. And then the people that are like the two piece, two piece or like my four piece sucks can just get it on week two. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I don't, I hope as a part of this catalyst change, they just remove that AOTC achievement um, for an additional slot, but we'll, we'll see. I'm all for I, slowing down gear acquisition. And I think that I, we differ on that. The I think I am like the changes to make the tokens generally take longer to get, I think is fine. I um have I'm not sure how I feel about removing the AOTC token because mm -hmm. of how brittle like and binary like it's not a smooth progression for your set bonus, right? Like you get a huge power spike when you get your bonus. Yeah. It's not the same as like being able to like do keys and just like incrementally upgrade your gear every week and mm -hmm. like oh you know this week i didn't get anything huge but i got like plus four eye levels on like seven slots and that's that's like not individually huge but it, it's kind of, kind of a big deal um versus like your four set just like missing it for week after week and then finally getting it and it's like a 15 percent upgrade yeah exactly yeah that's fair that's fair so like I, I I'm not gonna say like I I don't like hard disagree with you about like removing the AOTC tokens. I could definitely mm -hmm. see them doing it as like yeah you got the catalyst now instead. It's kind of filling that same role. But at the same time, it would feel a little bit disingenuous for for them to be like, yeah, catalyst is coming out week one. We're removing the AOTC token to compensate. Yeah, that's true. Yes, from a compensation perspective, that's the that's the wrong message. But um, but yeah. no, I think. I think we'll we'll see how this this goes. Like I was never, I never had an issue with the catalyst, but I, I understand why people wanted it earlier. So the yeah. older timing. So I mean, yeah. we'll see how it goes. It's, I mean, from a healing point of view, it's always nice. It basically means I'm almost guaranteed two piece, right? Regardless of what happens with right the the achievements and stuff like that. So yeah, that'll be. And that's there's enough of an unknown here where like we're we're working out how we're going to handle tier for for tier tokens for next tier. Mm -hmm. And like we have like plan A and plan B, depending on how the catalyst stuff works and all this stuff. So like, hopefully we get enough information to be able to narrow it down to what we're actually going to do, so we can just like figure it out. Um, yeah, that's a that's what one of our big projects for our guild during farm is like. We had a we wasted a lot of time on loot during our prog last year like yeah. a lot of the time so we're we're trying to pre-plan a bunch of stuff so that we just can give out items and not have to not have to talk about it yeah yeah we've been we've currently in our loot distribution at least on on farm right now we're all we're all about those raid bots like percentage upgrades so like get your yeah. sims in and then like that's the the major like one of the major factors and decision points at this point so yeah um so cool. So I think maybe we're almost out of time here, about two or three more minutes, but did want to just touch on maybe the final topic before we sort of break, which is they are adding a legendary strength axe to yes. this raid. Um, so it'll be a two-handed axe. It'll be strength-based, which means you've got, you know, your your death knights, paladins, warriors um that are mostly gonna be using this. But um, but yeah, so they um they uh they're adding this into the game, which you know, judging by how they've done um, legendaries in the past, this seems like it almost might be just a random drop that you don't get to assign out. <laughs> like, well, okay, so there's a uh, to start the quest at least to kick it off. Yeah, maybe there's a 
a thing that they said, we've heard a lot of great feedback from players about some of the frustrations about acquiring rare items and rare drops. There's always a balance of excitement, blah, 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 blah. We are working to make sure those items are still exciting when they drop, but that they feel earned and they are something that you can progress towards. This is, uh, we have, as of last week, we had two evokers that had killed Sarkarath every week and have like seven Mythic Sark kills. Yeah. That did not have the legendary. Yeah. One of them got it from Heroic this week. The other one still does not have it. They have been in for every single one of our Mythic Sark kills. They've killed Heroic Sark every week. They've killed Normal Sark. Up until it became clear that they didn't have to kill it. Um, which, again, communicate massive communication failure from Blizzard being like, you don't have to kill this on Normal. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They did it on Normal and LFR. And it's just like, they have sunk all this time into it. They're one of our best players. And they don't have the legendary. Yeah. Crazy. And honestly, like one of the nice things for them about the eye level bump next year that is going up 39 instead of 26 is it means that they actually wouldn't need to have it for best in slot next year. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It would be obviously like extremely good early in the tier um, because it's a very high, high item level weapon now and you don't replace it because of the special effect on it until like a max eye level weapon next year. But at least there is a max eye level weapon that replaces it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll 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 see what that actually means from an acquisition point of view. Um, whether it's like they go back to like a shard system where like you have to collect like twenty of a drop and and then you get the the item, or if it's similar to yeah the evoker legendary where it's like a single item that starts the quest and um, it's a and then you have to go collect item. shards. Yeah, and then you have to go and collect shards just to kick it off. So yeah, we'll we'll see. I am I am of the opinion that based on all the other loot decisions that they've had, that it'll be sort of similar to the Evoker Legendary. Maybe they'll be a little bit more upfront for like what you need to kill or how you need to kill to get it. Yeah, um, a little bit more deterministic on as a player when you get it. But um, but yeah, no, it uh, it's we'll see. It's another yeah. legendary item that healers can't use, and so we're at, at the very least like I wouldn't. I would like to see it guaranteed drop on Mythic. That, that'd be that's... fair. If, it, if it's an end, if it's from Firax specifically, I don't yeah. think they haven't talked about where it comes from, but it's from Firax specifically. It's his axe. Yeah, that's fair. Um, then I would say, yeah, Mythic confirm Mythic, like automatically drops from Mythic type deal. But yeah. 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 yeah we'll like having it be uh, like, if it's not going to be guaranteed from Heroic or whatever, and it's pushed personal on Heroic, so you don't have to assign it or anything, I'm okay with that. If it's just like on Mythic, you kill the boss, you get one guaranteed if you've got somebody in the raid that can use it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, That's okay, true. we we had uh, one Evoker, and we were just been able to give them the item two and a half months ago. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> that would be nice. So. Uh, yeah cool. yeah i think that's i yeah sorry. i think that's gonna wrap it up for us today right yeah there's a couple other topics we haven't gotten to but i think we can hold those for next week they're fairly minor the big one this yep. week was just making sure we got through mythic plus and that the raid testing so yeah uh so yeah i think that is gonna be it for the show today thank you all for watching and or listening i hope you enjoyed it and if you did and you want to support it and uh me getting my internet connection fixed uh, you can do that over at our Patreon at patreon.com slash Beak of Serenity. 
And of course, come and join the Discord. Uh, it is the best place to come and talk about F1 and Brew Lounge because that is the official, unofficial F1 lounge. And of course, to learn about all the janky interactions between Chi Harmony and Mist Weaver's general toolkit. The rest of our spell is great. Fun times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is it for the show today. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Thank you.